Hello, everyone, and welcome to the sixth episode of the 13th Year Podcast. Six, six, six. I'm here with my lovely co-host, Jack Salvin. The sixth god himself. Okay. That... <laughs> and this is a no funny business podcast. Um, we got our friend Spencer coming on the show for episode or part two. And we're not messing around. This is going to be concise, dense loving content with with nothing extra so just a quick apology uh i'm like on the side of a road right now in an attempt to find faster wi-fi um so if you guys hear like cars going by or shouting or the frogs i apologize but am i sorry no so anyway jack has had a pretty exciting week you know we just did our prep and I have not, so let's let's hear it, Jack. All right. So uh, if I remember correctly, I left the listeners off in uh, Zion National Park. So uh, the day that I mentioned there was our last day there. Uh, but we still stayed at that campsite. Uh, and on the 23rd of September, we drove from that campsite very early in the morning down to Bryce Canyon National Park. Uh, which I think was probably one of the coolest parks that we went to. You went there, right? Bryce Canyon. I do not think we did. Um, mm. Well, it's definitely a uh, smaller park. Where? How, where is that one? Um, it's kind of in between Zion and Arches, but it's definitely closer to Zion. Okay. Yeah, we didn't go there. We didn't go to Zion. So, you know, you're outside of my my comfort zone right now realm of expertise yeah that's probably a better word uh so yeah so bryce is a uh smaller uh a smaller park for sure so we were kind of able to just do a bunch of outlooks throughout the day and we did kind of one trail along the rim of the canyon inside the canyon are these things called hoodoos which are kind of just uh almost pillars of uh this red sandstone if i remember correctly yeah and it can make some pretty interesting shapes depending on where it's eroding and stuff so uh it's definitely a very very unique looking area and i think that's why i thought it was so cool especially with all the colors uh there's some of it's kind of white and some of it's red depending on the stone so just really cool uh probably the most interesting trail we did was the navajo loop uh, which kind of went mm-hmm. through what they call Wall Street, which is just kind of two massive stone walls, like 100 feet tall, probably very close to you on either side, which I thought was super cool. And so that was our Bryce day. Uh, next day, we packed up and went to Arches. Uh, we got there probably middle of the day. and uh, How hot was Arches? Um... I think it was uh, probably in the 90s, maybe mid to high 80s, low 90s. So not horrible. No, and especially it's all dry heat, which is so much better than what we have on the East Coast. Uh, We're in the Mm -hmm. East Coast now. I'm in uh, right outside of St. Louis, and you can just feel the humidity, even though it's like that's not the East Coast in the 80s. Yeah, but you got like the Eastern slash Southern humidity over here. That's like. Definitely not the East Coast. That is Central America. No, no, no. But if if there was a 
if there was a basketball team in St. Louis, it'd be in the Eastern Conference. Like, yeah, but you said Eastern Coast, not Eastern Conference. Yeah, but it has that East Coast, Southern U.S. humidity for sure. Okay. So we went to Arches, uh, and we did just kind of balanced rock to arch, double arch uh, in the early afternoon. The most iconic thing of those is definitely um, balanced rock, which is kind of exactly what it sounds like. It's basically just a big pillar of rock, but there was a part of it kind of three-fourths of the way up that uh, was made of a different material, so it eroded much faster. So there's kind of this massive boulder just teetering on the top, uh, and it looks super cool. And it's also, uh, it's not very round, so it looks way different from every angle, which I thought was pretty cool. I was not expecting that. Uh, And it's way bigger than you expect it to be, which, which is kind of the case for all the things that arches because you see so many pictures of them and you can see almost everything in the distance. But once you get up close it's like all the structures are just massive. Yeah. So that was, yeah, you went to arches, right? I loved arches. Um, we actually like found a place where you could kind of hike on one of the arches. I don't know. Oh really? If it was like a designated hike, but I remember that was definitely one of my, one of my favorite parks. We didn't spend too much time in the, um, like visitor center area. But we kind of drove around, and it's definitely like a pretty surreal landscape. Oh, yeah, for sure. So then we slept over in Moab, which is literally right next to Arches, super cool town. Uh, probably the nicest like park town that we've been through, been to. Definitely the lowest amount of cheesiness and kind of money grab stuff. And we just went to, we tried to go to Arches the next day fairly early in the morning, but uh, we drove up and there was a close sign. Instead, come back in three to five hours. The park must have been full or something to really like, all right, screw that. So we drove 40 minutes away to uh, Canyonlands National Park, which is something that uh, Timmy recommended to us. Yes, I did. One of the most underrated national parks. Yeah, it's, uh, it's split up into like three sections. So we were only able to get a taste of one because we didn't want to be there super long. So we just kind of did the outlooks and saw the uh, Mesa Arch there, which is actually kind of one of the coolest arches uh between that and arches national park just because even though it's not massive you can really get right up close to it and take some really cool uh pictures with it so and the hike over there is only like a half mile or something loop that's just kind of nice through this uh, desert terrain uh so then we went back to arches and we did a uh, pine arch tunnel arch and most famously landscape arch which is uh a 300 foot long arch was just crazy to see. It's so thin in some places. Uh, there have been chunks of it that fell off as recently as like the 90s. So that could literally not exist in 20 years. Who knows? Um, and then after that, we drove to the parking lot of the Delicate Arch Hike, which is the very iconic arch at uh, the park. And it's on the Utah license plate. Um, just all over the place in any kind of Utah advertising material. So, you know, as we've been driving around Salt Lake and stuff, we've seen it so many times, and it's kind of become almost like a Statue of Liberty-esque thing. Uh, So we kind of sit in that parking lot for a while, and we got sandwiches earlier in the day to eat at this time, so that's what we do. 
and we wait till about uh, five thirty uh, in the afternoon, and we start this hike. And we've heard that it's super duper strenuous, but we weren't really expecting uh, what it was. Uh, it's a lot of uphill, especially on the way there. There's one point where it's just a massive side of a mountain that's just basically a sheet of rock, and you just have to walk up it. There's no flat parts, like no places to take a break, and there's no shade on the entire trail, so the sun's just beating down on you. And eventually you kind of get to this uh, part where you're walking. There's probably about five or six feet of uh, walkway on this cliff edge that just kind of drops and you just kind of go around this turn, and then you see Delicate uh, on the other side of this almost massive bowl or, like, crater made of uh, the same stone that the arch is made of. And there were a pretty good amount of people there uh, already, but we beat the majority of the crowd because we were coming in uh, at sunset time, which was our goal. So we got our pictures, and then we just kind of sat around for an hour and a half, uh, waited for the sun to hit the arch and make it look really, really nice. And then we headed out. Uh, got to see the stars a little bit at arches. and uh, Seems like that'd be a really cool place to see some stars. Yeah, it's a um, it's listed as like a black sky or dark sky park or something because uh, it has really, really low light pollution. So yeah. you could like really see the Milky Way and stuff. Sounds sounds good. I don't, I don't think we did the delicate arch... Sounds unfamiliar to me. Really? You, I mean, you definitely know if you did the uh, trail. I think it's probably the definitely the best trail we did. And just like the payoff at the end was second to none. Like, yeah. amazing. Yeah, I would definitely recommend that. If you can, if you're in that area and you're thinking about going to Arches and you can only do one thing, bite the bullet, do the crazy difficult hike and get up there. Uh, so the next day, we woke up uh, pretty early and uh, picked up some ATVs. Uh, there's a ton of rental places in Moab, so we just... Who said to do that? Uh, you did, but we had looked into it before you mentioned it. So Nope, nope, that was your co-host. give you all the credit. That was your co-host. Uh, so on uh, Timmy's suggestion, we picked up an ATV. Uh, we rented it for five hours. We only used it for like three and a half to four just because of uh, timing. And we kind of just drove around the desert landscape. Uh, it was a super cool experience. I've never really been in a vehicle like that that's really made for off-roading and going up kind of big rocks and stuff. Uh, it, it basically just feels like a super tricked-out golf cart, which is also just hilarious. It sounds like fun. Yeah, it was definitely fun. I probably drove for about half the time. My dad drove for about half the time. Uh, but we forgot goggles, so oh. our entire faces were just full of dust and there's dust in my eyes for probably the next day but uh we had to get going pretty quick after that so we just drove around the desert came back after a few hours we were on our way to boulder and we expected a five-hour drive but what we did not know is that for some reason boulder uh kind of shuts down like the highways just do not work for some reason on sundays so it turned into a nine-hour drive damn mormons four hours yeah Except, you know, boulders in Colorado, but... Damn potheads. <laughs> Piehead Mormons. Piehead uh, Mormons. <laughs> it was literally just four hours of sitting in traffic. It was awful. Uh, but we eventually made it. 
we made it to our hotel in Boulder and uh, next day woke up and we did some Denver stuff. We went to Mile High Stadium, uh, which is the, where the Broncos play. And we did a, a stadium tour, probably an hour and a half of that. Got to see the locker rooms, got to go like on field level, not on the field. Cause they, oh, that's sick. Yeah. They protect their grass a lot, so you can't go on the grass, but it was, it was pretty cool. Um, and then after that, uh, we went to a Rockies game, which is our fourth, no, third baseball game of the trip. A little foreshadowing. Yeah, a little bit of foreshadowing right there. Uh, and it wasn't super duper notable. I I was actually really impressed with the Rockies uh, ballpark, which I can't remember. The, oh, uh, Coors Field. Uh, I thought it was really cool. You could kind of see the mountains in the background. We got to an evening game. So the sky was all uh, purple and uh, blue and orange with the sunset, which uh, orange and blue, those sunset colors are why uh, the Broncos are orange and blue. Little fun, fun fact, fact right there. Uh, so not super exciting. Uh, I was wearing a Boston Red Sox shirt, so the mascot got really pissy at me and came over like three separate times to make fun of me. So that was kind of fun, but... Uh, much to the chagrin of Timmy, we left in the seventh inning. Yeah, I hate baseball, though. Sorry, Spencer. <laughs> I don't hate it. It's just, it's just like, there's just so little that can happen. Now, you can say that to any sport, I suppose, but it's slow. And unless you're, you know, with a good group of people, like, it's not like a TV sport, it's an in-person sport. How about that? How's that for credit? Yeah. It, I, yeah. It's either a... You can't always have, uh, if you're watching it on TV, you can't have 100% of your focus on the game, I feel like, if you want to enjoy it. I agree. Uh, so the next day we went to Rocky Mountain National Park, which is, I think it was like an hour away from Boulder. Uh, and that was super cool as well. Uh, we got to see some tundra landscape around like 12,000 feet. Air was super thin. You literally could barely breathe. Uh, we had to go some steps at one point to get to the top of this peak, and you're, like both of our hearts were just pounding. It was crazy. You were literally just walking upstairs, and you felt like you had just run like a 5K. Yeah, I think we visited that park um, in Colorado, and that one had some sick views. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because you're like on the top of these mountains. And I didn't expect like such a tundra landscape. But that's what it was, and it was like freezing cold. It was snowing at one point. There was like lightning hitting the mountains, like in the snow. It's like super cool atmosphere, but at the same time, you don't really want to be in the snow. So we just kind of drove around and did all the overlooks and uh, did a few very short trails. They didn't really have any great trail options, honestly, for what we were trying to do. Um, but I thought we got a pretty good taste of it. Uh, definitely spent the day super well i'm super glad we went it was super different from even uh yellowstone i was kind of worried they'd be pretty similar but definitely totally different yeah uh and then the day after that we pretty much just drove to kansas which was definitely the most boring day the only day where both of us uh both me and my dad neither of us have any pictures so literally just drove to kansas ate some dinner and then today we woke up at 4.30 in the morning to be able to make it to St. Louis in time for a St. Louis Cardinals game. And uh, that's what we did this morning. Uh, I thought their uh, Bush, Bush Stadium field, I think stadium, uh, 
was incredible. I really, really liked it. Um, incredible. Yeah, I think I'd of the ones that we visited, I'd put it just below Wrigley. I think, but honestly, huh. I think it's close. I don't think Wrigley is good is as good as people think. Hot take. But uh, that's kind of what I've been up to. I'm now at Jellystone uh, campsite brought by Yogi Bear. So. So is that in St. Louis? Uh, 30 minutes outside. So did you visit St. Louis Arch? We're doing that and the zoo tomorrow, and then we're headed to South Bend the next day for a Notre Dame game, and then we will be directly on our way back. I see. Well, I I remember St. Louis being pretty cool. We stayed at an Airbnb there. And the arch was pretty cool. There's like a you can like go inside the arch up to the top. Yeah, we have tickets for that. You can see the arch from the uh, uh, Cardinals field, which is definitely super cool because such yeah, a yeah. unique feature. So to be able to see from the stadiums was uh, pretty awesome. No, that sounds good. So I got a question. You know, trips kind of coming to an end here. You visited all the national parks that are on the schedule. Let's. What are the mm. top three ranking here? For the parks? Yeah. Um, I was thinking about this, that I'd have to probably come up with a ranking at some point, but I never never really did. I would say my top three, definitely have to put arches in there and definitely have to put probably Yellowstone just because the thermal features are so unique. Um, and then I'd say... It might be biased because it was the first one we went to, and it's just kind of a shock, and I was super excited. But I loved Badlands; I thought that was super cool. Uh, yeah, I thought all fair. the hikes there were super great. Uh, yeah, definitely an amazing two-day park, I'd say. And close behind that, I'm sure, is uh, I mean, most of them. Yeah, yeah, there wasn't any that were uh, bad. Definitely not. Uh, Grand Teton was probably the biggest disappointment just because it was raining and it was super cloudy so we couldn't see the mountains uh but i'm sure if it was nice weather it would have been up there with all the rest of them so yeah i I really like grand teton but the whole lake being drained thing sure didn't help oh yeah i forgot about that yeah that was definitely a uh, definitely a bummer too but uh enough talking about the mountains i've been seeing uh talk about the uh, mountains that you're in right now Oh, yeah. So not really too exciting of a week here on my end. Um, It's been a lot of work um, with the foundation, with the organization here. And that's kind of what I've been doing every day. I guess the most notable, probably the only notable thing that has happened since uh, last week's recording is Saturday, I went into the jungle, like on the side of a mountain to uh, join the Project Koki, which Obviously, the koki is the very famous frog that's here that you can probably hear in the background. And the study uh, is all through the island, and they're visiting to check on the endangered uh, species. So was in the jungle with a group of students and professors, catching the frogs, measuring them, and it was really cool. And we were, like, totally in the jungle at nighttime. That's awesome. Um, but the trip came to a very abrupt end because um, one of the other people in the trip who was a um, service member, I think 
he was stationed actually in Fort Drum in New York, but he was from Puerto Rico and he was here on leave. Uh, he had like this massive machete with him and, you know, we were totally like on a very steep incline in the jungle, like foraging through to, for the testing sites. And like, I was like laying down, trying to climb up this thing. You're completely covered in mud. Everyone was like professor included. And the guy is trying to climb up this steep incline through the jungle with his big machete, like sticking in the ground and then pulling himself up with it. And he sticks the machete in and tries to pull down, but his hand slips and he like really deeply cuts through his hand with this massive machete. And it was bad. I mean, he was bleeding everywhere, like gathered himself onto a tree and the tree was like dripping with blood. So he takes his shirt off and another, uh, like of the TAs like uses their shirt and they just like tightly wrap it around him and he like doesn't go into shock yeah, but he tourniquet. was yeah I, I, he was like stone cold like he wasn't in shock but he was shocked and anyway then we went on a mad race to try to get down the mountain so we were off trail so we had to get back on trail through like this very physical inclined to get back on the trail then go down then we got lost because there was a fork in the road and then one of the other people that was on the trip like was having some really bad exhaustion so we got lost then this guy kind of fell behind so we stayed with him and then the army guy and his buddy went ahead and they went to the hospital that's like 40 minutes away so anyway he's he's all right now but it was a little bit of a scary experience and definitely not how i expected my um frog study in the jungle thing to go so that was that was about as exciting as it gets but other than that i mean it's been just me that's pretty working exciting with the people here it was it was, it was pretty exciting well not not necessarily I don't know good if exciting the right word yeah yeah but that's that's kind of been what i've been up to i'm going back to the jungle or uh saturday and hopefully it shouldn't be as busy but i mean this past week like during the like working hours it's been a lot of people coming in and out we had a reporter from cbs news today yesterday there was a reporter from the guardian and the day before that there was a reporter from telemundo so it's been really interesting there's like a lot of media coming in and out so kind of interesting talking to some of those people but um that's that's what I've been up to over here. Wow, I that uh, I don't know why you try to pull yourself up a hill with a machete. That just sounds. Why wouldn't you just like ease your hands? That that yeah, was just a disaster waiting to happen. And and the worst part of it was right before that happened, I was talking to him and he was like, "Oh yeah, I'm from here. Uh, joined the got got my degree in biology, then joined the military, and I was stationed in Fort Drum." And I'm like, all right, so how are you here? He's, you know, I'm on I'm on leave for however long. And my buddy was like, I'm doing a study at nighttime in the jungle. Do you want to come with? And he, I'm like, can I bring my machete? And he's like, yeah. So he's like totally loving himself. He's like guy in the army in the, in the jungle with his big machete. And it's like two minutes later, he <laughs> just cuts himself, which the irony obviously is there, but it's mostly just unfortunate and, glad to hear that he's okay yeah 
Rambo uh, Rambo gets chopped down a little bit. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's really what I've been ex- been up to. I don't have too much really looking forward. Uh, not too much happening. So we'll see. Stuff will pop up. There's always some interesting stuff that like that will, that will make it onto the schedule. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I don't know. I know you said you don't want to talk about it, uh, too much of this, but just kind of. Uh, you said that your interests have kind of been changing as you've uh, been on your trip over there. So uh, I was wondering if you could kind of tell the listeners about your journey and finding yourself and your interests. That I so I definitely think that during even the time I've been here, you know, the month, um, I have had some perspective change. Um, when I was looking into into the gap year. One of the one of the reasons that I definitely looked at as a selling point was that I don't have a, a concrete idea, like most people, of what I want to study uh, next year. And as as we were chatting before the show started, I definitely have, by spending time around the organization, which spends a lot of time on uh, climate issues and energy resilience. A lot of that stuff is just very interesting to me, and I definitely see it as something that is an important issue. I mean, many would argue that the climate is going to be the problem of our generation. So I think I definitely am thinking about, you know, maybe a path where, where that's at the center of what I do. So, you know, it's only been a month, but I definitely feel like, you know, the media I'm consuming, the experiences I'm living, that that that's all really directing me into a state where I'll have a better idea of what I want to do looking forward. And I think there's a high chance that that could be something climate related. Yeah. So, I mean, you've been doing a, a little bit of work. You mentioned it uh, kind of more so in last episode. But uh, do you feel like fulfilled with the work you've been doing, I know it hasn't been like super duper direct or uh, the stuff you would be doing in the future, but do you feel that sense of fulfillment? Yeah. I mean, right now it's been a little bit of difficulty. So the organization, um, not the organization. So the foundation that I'm working with that's based in New York, uh, the project that I'm here working on is 10 solar installations to houses with medical need and over the past two weeks, we've been collecting uh, like info for possible beneficiaries, and we have 200 people in the database that that all have some decent medical need, and about 50 who have very severe medical need. So the last week, we've been calling people and learning more about that. And especially yesterday, we called the highest need group. And it's just like 25 people who are bedridden with uh, energy needs, whether that's dialysis machines, oxygen machines, um, need to refrigerate medication. And there's like 25 of those people and only 10 people are going to get a system. So uh, it's definitely a lot of weight with a lot of that decision being on my back. I mean, oh, yeah, for sure. I kind of have the final decision. And talking to these people, uh, it's like you're talking to these people who 
are bedridden with like cancer and need an oxygen machine and you're like i don't even know if like the need is so severe but it's 25 people with this crazy severe need so uh the work i wouldn't say it's necessarily fulfilling yet but i think it will be fulfilling at this point it's mostly just stressful and a little uh overwhelming it's a really difficult task that it's going to be a delicate situation to try to solve that oh yeah no question i think you'll probably uh, get what you're looking for out of it once you're installing and done installing the panels and you kind yeah, of see the I, effect it has on the people that you are able to help I, I i agree and i'm looking forward to that piece but right now it's just working about doing doing this step correct because you know not doing it correct could could cause you know i mean if someone there's power outages literally every day um so it has the potential to change people's lives so kind of making sure it's a democratic um approach to handing out these things i guess yeah so i now transition to the second part of the episode here with spencer All right, everyone. We're here with Spencer. He's got a big smile on his face. Spencer, it's great to have you on the show. I'm excited to be here. So, Spencer, can you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself? You know, where you grew up, your relation to us, where you're going to school, what you're majoring in, All right. that kind of stuff? Yeah, so my name is Spencer. I am also from Alpaz. I'm directly across the street from uh, co-host Tim here. True. Um, I'm on an, I live on the adjacent street to Jack Street, and I grew up with Jack and Tim my entire childhood. We all went to the same school, and now I found myself in SUNY Geneseo out uh, western New York. Uh, my current major is business administration, and so far it's going well. Nice. What are the uh, classes that you're taking right now? All right, so right now I'm in maybe five or six classes. Uh, I'm in like three business oriented ones, which are microeconomics, uh, financial accounting, and a class. It's the first year they're uh, teaching it here, but it's intro to business just to kind of give business students a taste of what the, uh, what it's like. Yeah. And then I'm also in geology and a class called public speaking. And you've been there for about a month, right? Yeah. What's well, today's the 30th. So just over a month. Yeah. I think I moved in on the 27th. How uh, how long did your roommate last? I still have my roommate. Oh, I thought you lost. <laughs> no, no. Still the original, Steven. Steven. I'm Steve? a quiet... So, yeah. So, I'm a quiet kid. Steven's probably five times more quiet than I am. So, we kind of just coexist. We don't really... There's not a lot of talking that goes on. Uh, especially in the mornings. Neither of us are morning people. So, we wake up get dressed ready in silence and are on our way it's not um we're not best friends but i'm sure our relationship will develop more as we go on in our school year all right well uh i mean another person in that school that you know well is uh your girlfriend Haley. so do you want to talk about like what your relationship been like in this kind of different area different environment yeah it's going well so far um we get to see each other. It's probably just about as much as we did back home, maybe a little bit more. Um, 
three days a week we uh she has or we both have later classes so we get breakfast together and then we go to our classes and continue on with our day but we both have like different friend groups and occasionally like we'll hang out together go to the store because she brought her car i don't have a car so that's pretty convenient but we have we have a good time happy with your decision yeah so far it's like it's definitely taking some getting used to i'm still not used to it at all but i'm getting there Uh, i've been sick since my second week of being here first weekend i went out basically yeah what is there to do in uh geneseo bro yeah so it's very it's a small town and there's not a ton that goes on outside of Greek life. And I knew Greek life was big here, but I didn't realize it was like the main thing. So every like Thursday through Sunday, there's parties going on on there's this uh, on the very north side of town. There's these two streets that have all the frats and sororities on them, and there's parties just constantly. Are you thinking of pledging? No. So. I knew coming in that I didn't want to really be part of a fraternity, but it worked out. I didn't realize they have a club baseball team here, so I joined that, oh, really? and that's how I met my good friend Matt. Um, and so, baseball has its own house oh. next to the frats. So we have parties over at baseball. We have frats and sororities over at a party, and have mixers. And so that's kind of like my substitute for a frat. So I don't have to do the pledging and all that crap. But I still get to party and hang out with them. That's how it worked out pretty oh, well. Oh, that's a W. Yeah, it worked out perfectly. Yeah. What are you uh like? What are you playing on the baseball team? I know that you kind of focused on pitching. I can't really remember what your other position was in high school, but like yeah, I can play. I mean, in my baseball career, I've pretty much played all over, but mostly middle infield. So in high school, I was a pitcher, and then my second position was second base. Here, we've only had three games so far, um, but I've been playing shortstop a lot. Oh, awesome. That's I'm a... hoping to pitch uh, this weekend, though. I mean, shortstop's the most athletic player on the field, so. So they say. So. <laughs> Are you guys playing, like, other kind of clubs within Geneseo, or is it like you guys got to travel? No, so for club, we travel. Intramurals is more like in the school. So intramurals, you'll play teams within the school, but then club will travel to like nearby colleges. Like we played uh, Syracuse. We had a doubleheader against Syracuse on Saturday. Oh, wow. And then we played Alfred State on Sunday. That's awesome. Don't we know someone that went to Alfred State? I was trying to figure that out, but I couldn't couldn't find anyone. How uh, how many kids are on the team? Um, when we all show up, uh, there's probably 25 of us. Oh, wow. But on our game on Sunday, we had exactly nine people show up to the game, which is just enough just enough to field the, uh, the team. <laughs> but it's, it's a Sunday morning and everyone's hungover, so not everyone's <laughs> making it out. Any uh, any dingers yet? Uh, not yet. It's early in the season. Uh, so... Oh, Dan is approaching the car. Hold on. Yeah. This delay is so damn annoying. Huh? Probably like 20 minutes-ish. How much do you cut out? Oh time? my gosh. Basically, oh, yeah. last last week's we had 110, 120-minute recording, and it was cut down to 40 minutes each. So it was like Wait, 20 no, or 30 minutes. True. 
mean, no, no. <laughs> it yeah, was it an is. hour, not a hundred. It wasn't a hundred. Well, with Will and Will and Neil. With Will like and Neil. With Will and Neil. Oh, yeah. really? So it's twice the amount of people. So that makes wow, sense. Wow, that was long. That's crazy. With Will and Neil, it was an hour twenty, and I edited it down to forty, I think. But they said so many incriminating to, uh... things that I had to. Yeah. You have to release it. Well, there's a lot still left in there. (laughs) You'll spend half the time talking about substances. You thought there was anything bad in there? No. I didn't think there was anything bad. A little incriminating incriminating on uh, Neil's part, but Will held it together. I beeped it out. I beeped it out. You got to release the unrated version, like on Drive. (laughs) for everyone password page you gotta like have the password to listen to it if i if i had enough time that would be fun to do but <coughs> these things take so long to you edit should just no just put the raw footage on drive and then do a link sharing yeah but that that encourages more editing then because then people will want to be raw but know that some of it's going into the real show that doesn't make any sense all right, just like a bloopers reel is what you need. Yeah. All right. Let's get back on track here. Oh, what else? What other questions do we ask on here? Have you done any cocaine? I've not. <laughs> have you done I know any? Some kids that have done some Adderall, but not <laughs> not some cocaine. What's the uh, hardest drug that you've seen on campus so far? How many firearms have you seen? What's I've seen the, an uh... airsoft gun? That's about it. Oh, we got a story about airsoft guns and Spencer. Oh, there's a lovely story. All right, you got to cut out my audio for that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know if none you of the listeners me, were able to hear that, but Jack just said a very <laughs> explicit statement that is going to have to get chopped out there. So, Spencer, I'd love to hear the airsoft story from your your side of things. I don't even remember how long ago was that. I was like probably four or five years ago um i think nolan was over at my house i think we were hanging out and you guys caught when uh, nolan was here so you guys i think ambushed my backyard and so my smart ass thought it'd be a good idea to pull out the airsoft gun and start firing it blindly in the darkness in the backyard and from the very opposite end of my backyard i think i blind shot hip fired tim Right. Luckily, he's wearing glasses, but I think I hit him in the eye, like in his glasses. He's like yeah. goofy pink, like plastic glasses. Yeah, they're like sunglasses from like Grace or something. Yeah, I that was lucky, bro. I gotta say, say, it's a pretty good shot. If I was aiming for you, it was a pretty good shot. I I would have given you credit if it wasn't pitch black. Really? <laughs> no, I wouldn't have. I mean, the pitch blackness would make it harder. I didn't know where you guys were. The level of tension, like. Once everyone kind of figured out what ha- what happened was you could cut it with a knife. Like you, you and Tim were like, I checked out on my matriarchs. All right, Maybe. I don't remember what happened on there. Yeah, that was. And I punched his. And he got sent to the hospital. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, I don't. I would never wish that upon you. Never upon an a fellow Alphazian. Yeah, we don't. We don't uh, fight our own. You uh, brought up Nolan, which just kind of reminded me a whole topic we could dive into. Which is uh, What's that? Alplaz basketball. We have not talked oh, about wow. that yet. That's like a whole pod series in itself. That that's the kind of thing that we could have around a round table about. 
That's that's also true. That might be a Christmas Christmas break episode. That would be a good one. Yeah. Alpo's basketball connected me with Haley. Really? Wait, what? Yeah. The whiter video that put oh, me wait, on. You, uh, you gotta tell this story. I didn't know this. That brings a memory up on my end that I did not want to remember. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of memories. Um Yeah, it was after was it a game? I think we had no, games it was, that weekend. It was the end of the year party. Oh, it was. I feel like okay, so it was the end of the year party. Pretty much all of us were at Tim's house, like celebrating the end of our glorious uh, undefeated season, and uh, well, we we were just goofing around, and somehow we got into like rapping, we trying to make a rap song off of like rap chat or something, some yeah, app yeah, yeah. on someone's phone, and someone I think it was probably you, Tim, that brought up the idea we should make a music video, and so we all get on on the track, lay down some some bars, <laughs> and uh, it leads into us. Uh, making a music video and uh it got someone was friends with i think i think nolan sent it to carly gabriel and carly gabriel was with Haley in florida so they watched it together and filmed themselves uh, making a reaction video and that's what got Haley interested in me i really didn't know about her like of her like i knew who she was but we had never talked before that you'd think those horrible bars would have been a turn off no, they were they were turn on. They were just so good. <laughs> I just had that natural talent. I I did not know that was the story of the the spark. I didn't know that either. Yep. So, uh, what you guys are at? Uh, probably like two and a half years, right? Coming up on November seventeenth will be two and a half. She'd kill me if I got that wrong. I think that's right. <laughs> Even the half one, the half anniversary. Yeah. I know because it's close to my birthday. So okay. Well, now you're not giving yourself any credit. Yeah, yeah. Hale, I Hale, memorized he, it. He knows. Yeah, he knows. I have it tattooed on my arm. He knows all. He knows all the special dates. Uh, anniversary, first kiss, first hug, first hand holding. Yeah. He could list them off right now, but he's not. We're not gonna spend all that time. He just knows too many dates. <laughs> no, there's there's nothing interesting in there. Yeah, nothing. Nothing. Everything could be everything that they've ever done could be streamed publicly in a school and it'd be perfectly fine. And it still wouldn't be taken down. Yeah, exactly. Everyone would look away before it was shown. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Some people that seem to be very interested in our relationship. Everyone, for the record, everyone has been very invested in interesting relationship. Like unnaturally. Some might add. Ooh. In our in my relationship? Compared to any any other High school relationships, you guys get a lot of credit. That's true. Probably when the we longer. probably have the longest. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, knock on wood. But... Spencer looks like he's in college. I look like it. Yeah. Why the sweatshirt or what? Yeah, it's the sweatshirt. You just look clean cut. AirPods. Thank you. What can I say? I clean up. My guy's looking fresh. Shiny forehead. In a gym, you know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> the good Jeez. lighting in the study room. What's your skincare routine? I wash it with water in the shower. I do get a lot of compliments on my skin, though. Can exfoliation? I can see why. Uh, no. My, I mean, my hands, but no. No, like, exfoliating scrub. That is clinical. That is clinical. <laughs> There's a lot of Niski kids that go here that I didn't realize went here. Like, upperclassmen. Like, I forgot Ethan St. Lucia goes here. I saw him in a sorority last weekend. 
and I don't think he has any idea who I am, but I was like, yo, what's up? You're from Niskuna, right? He's like, yeah. How many Niski kids are there in total? Like, including our grade? Including our grade? I don't know. It's probably like 10, but it's pretty good for the size of the school. Like, are you seeing people around daily? Um, I see Lindsay Matthews a lot. I think her dorm room or her dorm hall is nearby. Mm-hmm. But I'm not really friends with her, so. I didn't know Spencer Amorosi goes here. Yeah. Spencer Amorosi. He is not liked on his campus. He really? not liked on his campus. Yeah, he's known as a snitch. Whoa, wait, wait, wait. Why is that? It doesn't bode well. I don't know. I just heard it down through the grapevine, but um, he might have been pledging. And mm. you know how there's no matter what school you go to, there's a degree of hazing that goes on yeah. in Greek life. And I believe he snitched on one of the fraternities for uh, their hazing or, yeah, their hazing processes. Huh. Interesting. And so he's that known as, a... and it's unfortunate because he's known as Spencer from Niskuna. Uh, and oh, so there's yeah. two Spencers from Niskuna. And so I got to make it clear, no, I'm not the snitch. You're Spencer from Alplaus. I'm Spencer. Yeah, that's right. Go back to my roots. You only took, how many Spanish classes did you take, like, in uh, Puerto Rico? Two weeks, but one of the With weeks like, was... like, yeah, the 40-year-old people. Yeah. One of the weeks was, like, I felt like I was on the show Community, and it was mostly just comical, because it's just, like, this racist old guy trying to speak Spanish. So, I okay. count it as about one week of learning. Have you learned, like, a lot more there than you have in all of your years of Spanish class? Or would you say you're using a lot of that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, the stuff that we learned in school has set a pretty good base, but you know, not keeping up as well as I I would hope. Do you think? Yeah. Uh, do you think you or Chris are better at Spanish right now? Right now? Oh, easily me. Chris is always pretty good at Spanish. Chris was always good, but wow. I mean, I don't want to be dissing Chris out here, but he he never would get up and just embarrass himself. All right, you know, you know what? Next, uh, I think we'll probably end up having Chris on next episode. I think so. If so, he yeah. is, you guys have to have like a full conversation in Spanish. Yeah, I expect like a written dialogue. That'll bore the yeah. viewers. I think I'll memorize, like a... just memorize it. At this point, it would be easy for me to outshine Chris. I'll come up with like a scenario and I'll give you guys roles, and you can. You have five minutes to get from point A to point B. <laughs> I don't know about five minutes. I don't think the viewers are that bilingual, but. Or listeners. I, think, I think you're just hyping up Chris's about media and espanol. <laughs> we can't be seeming like we're too educated of an opinion. That's true. So, you got anything exciting coming up in this uh, near future here? Uh, exciting? I'm going to. I might go see Toby play soccer on Tuesday. This coming Tuesday. Oh, okay. Which is in about five days, playing Syracuse, which is about two hours from me. So, depending on my my homework. And testing uh, schedule, I might be able to make it out there for at least half the game. <laughs> you know his team has not won a game yet. I Yeah, because they're too busy partying. They party seven days a week. They're all tossed, and then they go play D1 soccer game. <laughs> what do you expect? <laughs> Come on, Toby. Come on. You got to lead the they're, team. They've scored like two goals the whole season. <laughs> Every time I Snapchat Toby, he's at a party. <laughs> hey, to be fair to Toby, he's not a forward. No, and he's also a freshman. It's not his... And I mean, you gotta be a lot. leader, but yeah, I've heard. 
is a hilly agreed to drive you over there like how how's what's the car dynamic I, um it doesn't get used a whole lot we just basically go to walmart and wegmans with it we went to rochester hot. once to hit the trader joe's and then the chick-fil-a wow but, yeah i know i know <laughs> they make a good sandwich though they, they make a mean sandwich and even my gay uncle will go there. So he's like, the food is that good. So I got a question here for you. You know, on the 13th year pod, we always come with just great interview questions just on deck. And this is one we asked everyone. So oh, what's your, what would be your yep. optimal five-year plan? You know, in five years, in the best, every situation works out, where would you want to see yourself? It's a good question because I was just listening to the most recent episode where Will's got it like all planned out. He's got like his four plus one. He's got his like, I he knows what he wants to do. That. And I was thinking about it. Oh, yeah. Isn't that intimidating? Yeah, like, yeah it is intimidating. Like, like I don't have that all together yet, but I'd like to either next year or well, definitely by junior year, I'd like to get a, a internship um, and hopefully good internship where I can start to work there eventually and develop my career from there but just to get something yeah. on my resume hoping to join some more clubs kind of get a feel for business um and kind of see where i want to go with major. my major is business administration but i don't know if i want to take that into finance or accounting or anything as of yeah. right now it's not looking like accounting it's my <laughs> hardest class so far yeah accounting doesn't seem like too much fun i have a job at a Glenville Target. I don't know if you've heard of it. Oh yeah, that would be funny, wouldn't it? Yeah, they uh they really need some help in the administration. So yeah, well maybe I can become the store director and I'll I'll promote you. <laughs> Hell yeah! Make six figures for sitting at my desk and barking at people. Spencer Spencer was fired from the job. It's true, I was. I'll admit it. Um, uh, reasons that are, <laughs> in my opinion, very stupid. But it grand was. larceny. I heard Lily got a job at Target. Yeah. She's a checkout assistant or whatever they call them. Are either of you guys working right now? No, I thought probably second semester I'll start looking for a job. But I want to take the first semester to kind of get used to things and see how it goes. Yeah, it makes sense. What do you think as far as like like waiter or? No, probably not. Ideally, maybe just working in the fitness center. Just like working with desk or something. Yeah, 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 that'd be good. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people work at the Starbucks, and that's not me. No. I, I don't see myself as a barista. Also, it's probably jammed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've never been, but a lot of people, there's only one. Well, that brings us to the end of the sixth episode of the 13th Year Podcast. Thank you, Jack. Thank you, Spencer. And uh, we'll talk to everyone soon. Thanks for having me. Bye-bye. Peace.